Welcome to Cross the World with Kelly Miller, where we take you behind the curtain to see what it's like for some of the most impoverished children and families on the face of the planet, and how we can help transform their lives from deepest need to thriving joy. I'm your host, Kelly Miller, the president and CEO of Cross International. And I'm Chris McIntyre, co-host of Cross the World. This is episode five, and in this episode, we're going to talk about mutual respect. You know, I'm so glad to be part of this discussion today, Kelly, because it means a lot to me personally. But I also know, you know, it's part of Cross International's core principles, isn't it? It is. You're spot on. You know, we've got uh, uh, seven uh, principles or values mm-hmm. uh, that, that we've got at Cross International. But I think when you think about our ministry work and, and you know, the question, I think, for the listener, well, what would mutual respect have to do with international development work and, mm-hmm. and sharing the gospel, these kind of things. And, and it's core, isn't it? I mean, it really, really is, is absolutely yeah. core. And it was, uh, it was great when you and I talked about, you know, subjects to topics to talk about that this one cropped up. It's like, it, it's central for what we do at Cross, but even more importantly, it is so important in those that are involved in this type of ministry work uh, at a whole lot of uh, number of levels. We'll talk about in just a, a couple of minutes, but you know, just the simple basics, how we view the world around us, how we view our family, our neighbors, uh, etc. It's important, isn't it? It really is. It's part of a culture that goes all the way back to the golden rule. I mean, when you brought it up, it really resonated with me. I thought, oh my gosh, we really have to talk about this. You know, how we view things shape our attitudes which shape our actions, right? And we, for us individually, of course, but then also expanding that to, say, organizations like Cross and governments and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, fill in the blank. You know, it's, it's our attitudes that shape our actions. And if we don't have, a, 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 at the root of that, a, a foundation of, of, of respect, of mutual respect, perspective on that, then things can go a little bit haywire, right? Well, absolutely, and and you can see it in the world today. And that's one of the reasons why I thought it was uh, such a great thing to talk yeah. about today. Well, I think the, 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 the stereotypical, and I understand this is stereotypical when I say this, but oftentimes when we in, in the West, in the U.S., in the Western countries, developed countries, quote-unquote, that have resources that are a certain economic level, a certain social level, what you know, fill in the blank of that, we will tend to look at, at the people of developing worlds with, you know, we talk about a lot, that donor-receiver mentality. Mm-hmm. Donor up here, receiver down there. It's, an, it's, a, uh, it's not a level playing field. Whether right. we say it or not, oftentimes it's in our heart and our mind. Right, and that becomes a a perspective of we're going to do something with you and to you to change you to right. fix you. Right, again, for, fill in the blank, whatever that might be for right? you. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. that's that's the first uh, thought. And there's certain tremendous value in in sharing. I'm not I'm not saying that, but it really is that that heart perspective of how we view those around us, and in the relations between governments, economies, peoples, etc., um, how we view uh, uh, people of the developing world is so important, right? And, and it'll, when, we, when we work from a basis of, of uh, humility and respect, 
and uh, from a basis of you're a creation of God equally as I am. Your situation is very different from mine. Mine is very different from yours. That's okay. Mm-hmm. How do we find platform to work together then? Then you start working at a place where you can achieve uh, God working through you, can achieve some wonderful, wonderful things, as opposed to, again, we're going to come and try to fix you. And again, without having to say those words, oftentimes our actions, because our attitudes, which may not be spoken, our attitudes are in our hearts and our minds, those actions uh, speak a whole lot louder than, than words ever would. Um, you know, and, and God's word, the Bible, is just chock full of, of so many uh, stories and um, uh, God's word in terms of respecting others, right? I mean, you think about the relational aspect. I mean, husbands to wives, wives to husbands, children to parents, elders, leaders, coworkers, etc. I mean, lots of of teaching and and wisdom and leading and uh, and such from God's word and how we interact in those relationships. But what about you know as we talk about those people in quote those people that we don't know mm-hmm. that are not our family that are not our coworkers that are not. Uh, our neighbors, next door neighbors, right? But they are God's creation, living halfway around the world or wherever they might be. What about those folks? You know, and and so just take a deeper dive into God's word. And you know, you, we talked yesterday. You just look at, at at Peter and Paul. You know, two very different people, and how they chose to work through their differences. They had differences, right? I'm not saying everybody mm-hmm. has differences, but they understood them and to work through them, right? You think about the Good Samaritan story and how radically different that was in that culture at that time for that person to walk across the road and help somebody who was so outside of his culture, right? Tremendous uh, illustrations of what God wants us to have an attitude towards and actions that come from, from that attitude. You know, then God's word, you know, you just think of, of so many verses, you know, in Matthew uh, where uh, it's being talked about uh, one of the commandments. So whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets, right? Philippians 2, do nothing from rivalry or, con- rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And in John 14, Jesus says, if you love me, You'll keep my commandments, right? Going back to that very first verse that we talked about. And those are just a few of so many um, uh, teachings and illustrations that God wants us in terms of to implant in our hearts and our minds and our attitudes, and that the actions come out of that. And cross isn't, we mentioned before, you know, one of our, our core principles, core values is mutual respect. And it becomes a home base for us in terms of decision-making. You know, if, organizationally, if we've got to make decisions about how we we do our ministry work, and if it's not a clear decision, obviously, for anybody in any organization, you come back to what are your values? What is it that, that, you, that you stand upon, right? And, and along with the gospel and, and six other values, you know, that, that mutual respect is, is core for us. And, uh, and it's been, you know, for me personally, it's been a very interesting journey um, uh, in this ministry work internationally. Can I, can I tell you a couple of stories? Sure. Yeah, you mind? All right. It's really helped shape, again, my, my perspective on the world around me and Quite some years ago, uh, some of my first journeys to developing countries, uh, this was in the late 1980s, actually it was New Year's going to 1990, uh, we welcomed a new decade, uh, I was in Bangladesh, 
mm-hmm. in, in Southeast Asia, South Asia uh, at the time. And um, my very first trip to developing country uh, was with a group of people that uh, we started out in, in Nepal and went to, to India, and now we're in Bangladesh. And um, we were meeting, let me back up, the, the, the person who had organized this, this group uh, used to be the president of an organization like Cross International, had a lot of contacts around the world. He was now the senior mission pastor at the church that we went to at the time in Seattle. And um, so through his contacts, you know, we had a number of organizations and people that we met with when we were in these places. It wasn't a go and do. You know, so often we want to go build a home and these kinds of things are all good, right? Mm-hmm. It was more of a go and learn, go and listen and learn and just see uh, God's expression around the world, right, and what that looked like. So we're in Dhaka, the capital city of Bangladesh, and I'm meeting with uh, the fellow that, um, his name was Elgin. I won't give his last name, but uh, Elgin was the leader of a local Bangladeshi um, Christian organization that was doing community development work in and around, the, not just Dhaka, the, the capital, but around the country, helping communities be lifted, and, and the gospel being the center of that. Right. And uh, he and I were together one morning talking, and, uh, you know, I'm just kind of this greenhorn first <laughs> trip abroad, and, you know, we're going to go out and change the world and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, all good-hearted stuff, right? Right, right. But uh, he, he looks at me, and again, we've got this group of 15 or 16 people, and, and he stops me while I'm talking about something, and he reaches across the table and grabs my arm, and he says, Kelly, why are you here? <laughs> it really puts you on the yeah, spot. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. And, and, and it just kind of stopped me, and I go, well, uh, I had to think about it for a second. Um, we're here to help, you know, and I was just kind of fumbling through, why are we there? And and he smiles, and just, just a gentle-spirited guy. And he, he looks at me, and he says, you know, look, we appreciate you being here, honestly. I mean, we're all part of the body of Christ, part of, you know, Jesus' family on earth. We appreciate the money that y'all send. We, we, it's vital for us to operate and, and do the ministry work that we do. Incredibly important for us. Thank you for that. But you know what we des- desire the most? I smiled dumbly. I said, no. And he goes, mutual respect. Mm-hmm. What we desire is that you look at us equally in God's eyes, not as somebody for you to give to and to do something to and to help fix us. That's not... It's not where we're coming from. You know, we're, we need you to understand we're equally created in, 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 in God's eyes and the eyes of Jesus, you know. And, and it just led to this wonderful conversation, but it was such a foundational aha moment for me at that point in my life to, to kind of open my eyes and my hearts to others that uh, those people, again, right. those that I don't know, I'm, I don't know their culture, and I don't know anything about them, but that I easily and quickly can put an emotional and a mental barrier up and look at them as the, those people, right? And, and that especially uh, people that are in poverty, that, gosh, here I am in a Western country in the U.S. and I'm so much better off. You know, the, 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 that typical thinking, right? I'm in there just like everybody else. So it was, for me, again, a very, very foundational moment in life and really was a springboard for me to change my career, uh, from the business world and come into uh, Christian international development work, like what we get a chance to do every day here. Exactly. And, and so that's always been uh, 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 at the core of, of uh, personally for my heart in, in this ministry work and try to bring that value into my personal life, not just 
professionally in our work, but you know, how do I look at the person across the street from me? You know, that's not like me or I'm not like them. Right. And, and try to view them with a, a, an attitude and an action that reflects mutual respect. You know, very interesting too, at the time, did you know, here's here's our did you know moment. (laughs) So, you know, at that time I I had read uh, preparation for that trip, uh, a couple of books that I read. Uh, One, City of Joy, I would recommend it to anybody and everybody, a great book about life in Calcutta uh, in those days, Uh, so I won't talk about that. But another one that was written by Art Beals, a gentleman who who, uh, co-led, or actually was the organizer of this trip, um, and, and Art had been the, the president of World Concern, another organization uh, that I did, where I worked for quite some years ago uh, after this trip. Um, and in it, he talks a lot about this idea of, of poverty and the reality of poverty and how we view it. But he illustrated at the time, and the book was written uh, late 70s, early 80s. I won't quote, I won't use the name, but I'll just say it was a, a then former uh, United States Secretary of State who made a comment about Bangladesh at the time. He said, you know, it's a basket case country. <laughs> Imagine that. I mean, one of the top leaders that are just calling another people group in a country a basket case country. I know. Right? Without I know. the realization just... that, you know, Bangladesh had, and, and to a great degree, degree today, still has enough natural resources onshore and offshore, to feed much of Asia. That's an aha moment. So really? After all we hear about Bangladesh being such a backwards, you know, X, Y, and Z, right, those kind of things. Now, there are dynamics there that, 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 that perpetuate poverty levels and such. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. But there was not a realization and expression of the, the, the resources that were there for that country to thrive. And it was just cast aside as a basket case country. You know, it's just one of those things. So I go, yeah, I'm, I'm there, I'm going, I'm seeing what's around me. I go, this is a wonderful, beautiful place. Wonderful people, incredible people. The gospel is alive there. Not in, not in wide ways. You know, it's a, it's a Muslim-majority country. But uh, uh, God's word is, is being lived out there in such. So again, our attitudes would shape our actions. And you look at that. Not only on a personal level, but organizational level, but then at governmental levels. Right? Now, contrast that to a couple of months ago. Um, I was in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and uh, visiting one of Cross International's partners there, and what a neat trip! I mean, just a, one of those. Uh, all, every time I travel abroad, I mean, and get a chance to to view the people that we get a chance to work with. What a humbling experience it is, and a learning experience for me every time. And one of our partners there uh, is called Alphalet, and uh, we work together with uh, not only adults, some uh, uh, late teens, early adults, but primarily adults literacy programs. Mm-hmm. And these are folks that uh, uh, that haven't had a chance to, to go to school much. You know, we talked, I think, of an earlier episode a little bit about about the work there. But what's so cool, I was, I was with this fella, uh, 73-year-old man, 73-year-old guy. And, uh, uh, you know, kind of gray-haired and grizzly beard and, you know, how God's Word talks about, you know, respecting your elders, right? And I'm just trying to listen to this fella and, and, and glean from him and, and through interpretation. And here's a cool story. He had just graduated from the sixth grade class. He's 73 years old. Right. Yeah, sixth grade class. He just learned to read and write. 
you know, just learn to read and write. And uh, he was so proud of that, that moment where he could now sign his name. You know, he, he had a name, and he was no longer X on a piece of paper. And, and just that sense of, right. of personal respect. And I'm looking at him, and I'm going, buddy, you know, whether you can sign your name or not, you're, you're valued equally in God's eyes as I am. But it was just so neat to see that, that next level in his heart and his mind of what that just meant to him. It makes such a difference yeah. because suddenly he has an identity, and it makes it, it just it, it opens up people so that, so that they feel they feel valued. Yeah. They feel they they feel on an equal footing. Right. They do too. And and again, you're getting down to that that perspective and how mm-hmm. we view the people around us. And especially again, as I said, we've said before, uh, for those of us in the West with resources, as we look at the world, uh, the underdeveloped world, third world countries, uh, low income countries, whatever terms we want to use for them. Um, are we viewing them? Is our heart viewing them with a sense of equality and 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 God's creation, uh, with just on the same level as you and I? You know, uh, speaking of mutual respect, you know, I think about the language and the power language and the the fact that we didn't always refer to developed countries and developing countries in those terms. We we called them first world countries and second world countries. Remember that in third world countries, and, and and this was based on a lack of mutual respect. I mean, we changed our language over time, and now we recognize that that just because we are rich, just just because we have resources, it doesn't mean that we are first world. You know. It puts us on the hot seat. I think right. God's given <laughs> us resources, and He calls us to share. That's right. right. And, and, and to do that uh, equitably and responsibly and, and uh, all the things of one anothering each other and humanity and the world around us. And, and to the point, it's, you know, are, we, are we viewing people as lesser or beneath us or they need to progress? Or are we viewing folks saying you're God's equal creation? How can we work together? And, and, and I think incredibly important. What can I learn from you? Right. Instead of, well, this is what I'm going to do to you. And what can I learn from you? And it's especially, I think, especially important in today's fractured world that seems to only becoming more fractured, that we try to live, that we not even try, that we do live with that attitude of mutual respect because that's what's going to drive our actions. And that's in, in, you know, this whole program is about looking behind the curtain. What's it like out there? In, in, in the countries that we work in. And it's it vitally important that to have effective, long-term uh, ministry work with the people that we get a chance to work with, that we do have that perspective of mutual respect. So when we sit around the table and figure out the problems in front of us, that we're not coming out and saying, this is how you do it. We say, what do you think? Mm-hmm. How would you tackle this? How can we walk alongside you? And that's what leads to being faithful to God's call in this work. Mother Teresa, be faithful. Don't worry about success. Be faithful to God's call. Right. That's, what, that's what we try to do with that whole idea of mutual respect. If you'd like to learn more about Cross International and make a difference in the lives of vulnerable children and their family members, visit our website at crossinternational.org. See you next time at Cross the World with Kelly Miller.